Hem, 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 hem. Hem, hem. That was such a passive-aggressive way to get everyone's attention, wasn't it? If you are going to be in this session, be in this session. If you're going to have conversations about Food Network, go outside. Am I the only one that wants to talk about Food Network? No, only two people watch Food Network. Um, yeah, Chopped for real, except that I watch Chopped at midnight and then I think, oh, better go make myself a second dinner. Which doesn't really work out for me. How is everyone? If you're up the back, you want to move up the front? Like, we'll just fill the space, guys. Just like the Holy Spirit, fill the space. <gasps> is that your little daughter? Shut up. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Uh, what, Aaliyah? You are the cutest. That's true. That's the right answer. Lots of Christians could learn from you. That's humility right there because it's confidence in like who God's already made you to be instead of pretending like it's not true. That was the first lesson. Um, so how was the last session? It was obviously amazing because they were having like a little powwow over here like for ages afterwards, which is awesome. Get it. That's awesome. How good's the new life team? I've known these guys for a long time and I'm like, I always like play it really cool around them. But like when I leave, I'm like fangirling about it. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got to sing with the new life guys. It's so exciting. Um, so that's pretty funny. I just wanted to also be vulnerable with you guys because I'm getting better at being vulnerable this year. So last week, a spider bit me on the bum and I, I, I wasn't sure. What, in, in Australia, with lots of spiders, I've never been bitten by a spider. Here, I've been bitten by a spider three times, and every time it's been on the bottom. And I was like, and it's weird because I wear leggings to bed, so like there's no like chance, opportunity for that. So not only did I get bitten by a spider on the bottom, it was a bit of a violating bite. And um, so, but in Australia, we have like really big spiders, and they're ugly, and they will just kill you instantly. But here, you have spiders that disintegrate your flesh. Because um, you have these things called brown recluses, especially in Tennessee. And if you get bitten, like, on your arm, like, basically your arm disintegrates. It's, like, crazy. So I didn't know if it was... I mean, it could have been a mosquito bite, but I went on antibiotics just in case. So I'm one of those people. So if I'm honest, I'm still thinking about it a little bit. So if you feel, like to, if you feel to pray for my, my bum, then... Some of you were so offended, but I'm like, now we're all friends. <laughs> Plus, Australians don't have filters, so. Um, so, hi, can you all understand me? So good. I could talk American if you want. Um, American, oh my gosh, like so awesome. Um, so, we're going to spend a bit of time today, and I thought, um, you know, I've titled like the, the session, The Sound of Light, which just for the podcast person, probably start it from here. Probably don't put that spider bite junk on the start of the podcast because people don't appreciate that. Um, but I've called it the sound of light and like, and I, and I just want to talk about bringing a different sound. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I, my name's Mia Fields. Hi. Mia's not short for anything. My mum just ran out of letters by the time she got to me because I'm a triplet. 
And so, and then she gave all my sisters like double middle names. So by the time she got to me, she just was like, oh, we'll just give her three na- three letters, like that'll work. Um, which actually worked out really well because now Mia is a really on-trend name or on fleek if you're under 20. Um, so so that's cool. Um, and I, when, I was sev- when I was 14, I used to write letters to God saying, God, one day I want to write songs that go all over the world. And I don't think it's bad to have stuff in your heart and to want to, like, make a difference for God and to, like, even, like, if that had just been, like, God, I want to write songs, like, that go around the world. And even if it was coming from a weird place, it's amazing how God will align your dreams and his dreams until it's just one thing, yeah? Um, So I used to write these letters to God saying, God, one day I want to write songs that go all around the world because I would hear these messages in, um, in our youth ministry and I went to a church of, like, about 30 people. So the youth ministry was me and my two sisters, awesome. Um, and so I'd write these letters to God saying, I want to write songs go all over the world. One day I'm going to tell people about like the God that I know. I'm going to tell people how I feel about you and maybe they'll find like their own story in it. And um, I didn't have any of the skill set. I was like, I was like the fat kid at school that played the tuba and I was on the bottom of the food chain. It was like the Jehovah's Witness kid, then me, then everyone else. Like... Are you offended yet? I'm sorry if you are. Offense is a choice. Um, So, but I'm just telling you the truth of how it was. Um, So I didn't have the skill set. I was from a town of 3,000 people. So it's like, and I don't mean 3,000 people like America, like you still have a Walmart in a town of 3,000 people. I mean like 3,000 people, like everything shuts at like four o'clock in the afternoon and like it doesn't matter because there's only two shops to pick from anyway. And, like, the closest thing was 40, 40 minutes away. It's a really, really small town. And, um, and I would hear these messages at youth, at our youth group. You know, we would drive up, like, 40 minutes to this other, like, church that was a bit bigger than ours, and we would go to their services once a month and hear these messages about, like, you know, like, many are called but few are chosen. And I would think, in my heart, I would think, I'm chosen. And, um, and I would hear these messages, like, you know, like, here I am, send me, I'll go. And I was like, here I am, God. I was always the kid that was, like, on the front of the, front of the altar and the front, like, going, like, yes, I'll, I'll do anything you want, God, anything you want. And um, it's amazing how God is so faithful to those prayers. And it's amazing how God is, like, faithful to where your faith is at. And I was so, uh, the most unlikely and the most unequipped but I go, I love how God will always take the foolish things. Like I would read that scripture, like God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And I would think that's me. Like, and you know what? Like in a sense, it was true. And it's amazing how like we, like we live in a world that is saturated with so much talent and saturated with so much like of everyone saying, you have to be the best looking. You have to be the most talented. You have to have the right connections. You have to have the right this or the right that. Can I tell you that, like, God positions you so well for everything you are called to do. Um, I always felt for so long that, like, I had the wrong personality as a creative person because, all, every, we, you know, we champion the melancholic personality as a creative. But to be honest, like, that's just not true. Like, sometimes melancholic people aren't really melancholic. They're just lazy musicians that need to get out of bed before 12. And... Um, or like the people that are really deep thinkers. And I think that's fantastic, be a deep thinker. But I, but I was so choleric, which like I was like super like, get the job done. Like not what's the like funnest way of doing it, but what's the best way of doing it. Take, take charge, be a finisher. I was that kind of personality. And so I for years felt like such a fraud. And like 
maybe I'm just doing this because I want to do this, but maybe it's not really what I'm called to do. But it's amazing how I would go back and I would think, man, like when you write down a vision and make it plain and you have a vision for your life, it's amazing how God will prosper it. And so the first thing I want to say to you guys is um, some of you, and we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time at the end, but some of you have lost a bit of vision. And, and the Bible says without vision, people perish. And it's amazing how some of you are so focused on like, man, that dream died or that, that thing hasn't worked out or man, that, I'm disappointed in that. But uh, can I encourage you? Like to like just think back and go, where did you lose your vision? Because without vision, like things perish. So if you if you if you feels like your dream has died, well, did you lose your vision? Um, because God is so good and so kind about fulfilling what we ask and fulfilling like what we write down and fulfilling what we make plain. I was the least likely, likely and I would write these letters to God. And then when I was 17 years old, um, moved to Sydney and like became part of Hillsong Church and. Um, I would love to tell you that, like, I walked in and the first day, Darlene was like, you, like, come up the front and lead the worship. But that's just so not what happened. Um, I got put on ca- um, car park duty. And then, um, and then I took a job at the church cleaning the toilets, um, which was so worshipful um, and so what I wanted to do. But, you know, I found, like, so much purpose in it. And so... I would love to tell you the first song I I handed in was like the song that they used. But my first song was a rap song. And it was like very, I mean, it was just ahead of its time to be truthful. Like they just didn't get it. Um, And so my first song was a rap song and they were like not keen on that. Then my second song was a rap song and they weren't keen on that either. First song was called Praise Revolution. It was like so awesome. Because I I couldn't play an instrument at that point. I I learned the tuba in school. So I said I'm at the bottom of the food chain. Like, I've just, like, cliched myself a little bit more. Um, but I was, like, I could play the tuba. But then, like, one of my friends had, a, like, a Casio keyboard and not, like, like, the cheapest one you can buy. And so I could, like, play a few notes on that. So my first song was, like, a couple of notes on, like, my left hand on the Casio keyboard and then, like, rap words, you know. Like, it was, like, a bass line. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it was terrible. The second song had the same bass line. Because I thought, oh, you just don't get it. I'm going to try again. Um, it's amazing how, like, perseverance is such a decider of, like, what you walk into. Because I wasn't the most talented. I wasn't the person that people would have picked. But I had this, like, belief in my heart that God had called me. And, like, I was, like, so confident of the fact that, he, like, he knew who I was and that he had, he had purposed me for something great. And that, like, if I just kept trusting him and kept walking toward the thing that I thought he called me to do, um, that he would make a way. And it's amazing how he did. And it wasn't, like, through, like, oh, like, one day, like, you know, Reuben Morgan woke up and had a word from the Lord. And the Lord was, like, Mia Fields. Like, it wasn't that. It was one of those things where I just kept persevering and I kept handing in songs and I actually just kept developing the craft. And um, so... When I was 18, I kind of got my first song signed, and um, I'd been writing songs for 14 years, and um, now some of you are like, wow, you're 32, you look so young, how could you be 32, you look so like a spring chicken. Um, But yeah, so, and like, what a privilege, like, and I think back to those days of like, being the most unlikely, like, 14-year-old, and like, who would just write letters to God and say, God, like, Man, like one day I'm going to write songs that go all over the world. And that's exactly what he did. And to be honest, his, his vision for my life has run circles around my vision for my life. And it's amazing how if you just bring what you have, be a good steward, 
um, he will multiply it and like and persevere because it's the decider I'm telling you there were so many people that were way more talented than me so that the thing I want to talk to you today is about songs and um, it doesn't matter if you are a worship leader it doesn't matter if you're a songwriter it doesn't matter if you're a pastor of a church I want to talk to you about like the sound of light today and um, I thought I would just tell you the stories behind some of the songs is that cool um so um, one thing I would say is like the thing that I've found, um, I'm a really hard worker because that's kind of my personality. I like to be busy. I like to have a challenge that I can like conquer. I'm just that kind of person. So it actually was like to my benefit that I played the tuba and I had to learn an instrument that was more useful than that to play guitar, like to play, write songs. Um, yeah, I went from like, I was tuba number three too because I wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> You know, in a band, they have, like, tuba one, they get the hard part. Tuba two gets, like, the not too, not too hard part. And then tuba three gets, like, one note every, like, 25 bars. That was me. And we didn't even have any other tuba players in the band. We just had, like, me. and But I still got the crap part because I wasn't good. Um, so one thing that I've found is, like, don't let, don't let what you don't have stop you. Um, because I didn't have all the, all the stuff worked out. But it's amazing because, like, the first day I picked up a guitar... I learnt four chords and like the second day um, was the day that I wrote like the, f- the first song that ever got recorded and I didn't even know a rhythm, I just knew like four chords. I literally went meh, 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 meh and then this other one that's kind of a bear claw but that sounds kind of cool so I'm going to just like put that in there. And I found that, like, you know, the craft of songwriting and, and the craft of anything we do, like anything that, like, the craft of being a singer, the craft of being a musician, all of that is anchored in discipline and in, like, persevering and in, like, making, like, yourself, like, little disciplines every day to get better. But, like, it's amazing how the heart of it is anchored in intimacy. Um, and I think it's really easy for those people who, like, love, like, the creative side to, to lean too much into, into the intimacy side and not get excellent at the craft. And, um, and for the craft people to lean too much in the craft and get caught up in the musicality. And I think we need to have a really good balance of both. And, and I think that's where, like, bringing songs that ha- carry something different comes in. Um, so... The first song I kind of want to talk to you guys about and just talk to you about the story behind it is a song called Thirst. Um, So at the beginning of this year, we wrote a song um, with a girl called Lauren Daigle called Thirst. And um, the the biggest thing is um, I will always, like I used to go into songwriting sessions being like, what's the coolest next best idea? Like, how can I make this amazing? Um, And I've found that like, when you do that, like, the chances of you, of you winning at something um, is not as big as if you ask the Holy Spirit, like, hey, Holy Spirit, like, I'd love you to navigate this with me. Um, and I'd love to partner with what you're doing. And um, the more that I've been doing that, the more that it's been changing the sound. So the fir- the, this song first, so I, I, we walk into, like, the start of the year, um, and not every story has an amazing song. Some sto- story songs are, like, really boring. But this song story is a kind of a cool story. So we, I walk into, like, um, the start of the year. I've, it's, it's, two, it's January 2015. I haven't written any songs that year, like, to date. Um, and so I think, wow, this is my first writing session for the year. Maybe I'll write a song and I'll call it first. Like, that's kind of a cool thought. And one of the things our pastor had been preaching on was... Um, Seek first the kingdom. And, and I was like, that's a great thought, you know. And I, so I, I went into this session and I said to this guy, Hank, everyone's leaving. Oh, no. Good thing they've got babies. Otherwise, I'd be upset. Um, 
so I, I went into this session and, like, and I said, like, you know, Holy Spirit, I feel like this is a, like a really good idea. And I said to the other guy, Hank, hey, Hank, what, did, what would you think about writing a song called First? A song that talks just about putting God first right at the very outset of the year, like that no matter what the year looks like, before I bring my need, I'm going to bring my heart. And he goes, love it, great. Now, the, the hard thing is, is like we're not writing that with just us. We're writing with someone else. But I love how the, when the Holy Spirit is doing something, it's amazing how it lines up in hearts before you've even talked about it. Um, so Lauren comes into the session and, and she says um, in her beautiful Louisiana accent, we say like, hey, like, how are you doing today? Like, you know, we're good friends. And I say like, you know, so what's been happening? You've been touring and we just have a chat about that. And I say, what are you wanting to write about today? And she's like, and like Hank and I kind of looking at each other going like, please let her have no ideas. Please let her have no ideas because we really want to write this idea first. And she's like, y'all, I've got like the most amazing idea. Like, oh, the Lord is blowing my mind about I just been reading. And we're like, no. And she goes, Matthew 6, like just seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Like, oh my gosh, the Lord is blowing my mind on it. And, and, and Hank and I just were like, that's amazing. And it's amazing how when you like, you know, and I'll say this again and again, and we're going to spend a little bit of time at the end, um, even just like putting into practice this. So I'm going to make you guys stand up and like do it, which is awesome. Um, but it's amazing how like when you ask the Holy Spirit, like what do you want to talk to people about? What's, what's going to be the, the theme that you want to speak, speak over the next six months? It's amazing how he will like speak to not just your heart, but other people's heart. And things will line up, you know, divine alignments for a divine assignments, Yeah. And so we end up writing this song that says, you know, before I bring my need, I want to bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I want to lift my arms. I want to find you. I want to know you in every season, every moment. Before I bring my need, I want to bring my heart and seek you first. You know, which, what a great confession at the very start of the year. And so the first point is just, you know, I, I've got all the points that are like under song titles. But the first point is just um, the thing that people need in this day and age. They actually don't need clever songs. They don't need cool songs. People need songs that like, and people need songs and people that like, first of all, point them to God and say, like, before anything else, before you go and, like, talk to your friend about that problem, talk to God. Before you, before you like, worry about it and try and figure it out yourself, go to God. You know, because it's so easy, especially in a Western culture. And Amer America is an amazing country that's, that gives you everything at your fingertips. Um, and it, for me, it's been, like, a, a good reminder to act, have to actually go back and go, you know what, I can navigate that myself, but God... You're invited in, and not just invited in, but like you're you're running the ship. You're at the helm, you know. So first and foremost, you know, if you point people to like programs or point people to your own advice or even the wisdom of man, like you will lose every time because you are going to eventually get somebody who takes your advice and it doesn't go well for them, and they're going to get offended. You're eventually going to get someone who, you know, who has a problem, and like you talk to them, and like I don't know, like you guys are trying to navigate it and you give them like, you know, some like great tools to overcome it and, they, and it doesn't get overcome. And I go, eventually someone's like your advice or, you know, your solution is not going to work. But the great thing is, is that, you know, we actually don't have to find the answer for people all the time. We actually have to point them to Jesus first and foremost. And it's amazing how, you know, I, say, I always say Jesus has all the answers. But I'm telling you, like, the best thing you can do is teach people how to find the presence of God for themselves. Because the Bible says, you know, I love Matthew 6. It says, seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be added to you. And like the whole, the whole chapter is talking about not worrying. So first and foremost, 
like as far as changing the sound, we need to people point people first to God. Before anything else, before we point them to our great programs or our, like, our great classes, we need to point people to God. Which is hard because sometimes, like, sometimes you want to like, weigh in on the answer, right? But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and then it's peace-loving. You know, and I would rather give someone pure peace-loving peace answers than just like my answers based on my experience and filtered through my own life, Yeah. Um, so the second song I kind of wanted to talk to you about, and it's the second point, um, is just like the, the point is remind people that they're not alone. Um, and I feel like it's amazing how this conference has kept like leaning into the same things over and over again. Like have you noticed like like Glenn got up and preached and I was like, awesome, you've just like preached my message. And then Brady got up and I was like, awesome, you've just re-preached my message. And I was like, great. So like people are going to come and be like, wow, Mia's wasn't real fresh, was it? And I'm like, no, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's amazing how like it's like God like reiterating the same stuff, you know. Um, so the, the second point is just like remind people that they're not alone. Um, and whether it's through song, whether it's through like whatever area of church you look after, after, um, and remember that people do feel alone. Remember that, like, even though there's nothing new under the sun and, like, like has anyone ever, like, talked to a, a teenager who's been through a heartbreak for the first time? Yes? You guys need to talk to more teenagers who are going through heartbreak because you would have, like, lots of great things to point them to. But it's amazing how, like, when you've gone through something, um, it, it can feel like nobody else has ever gone through this the way that I've gone through this. Um, when you've had, like, been faced with a terminal illness, like, it can feel like, yeah, like, I know other people who have, like, battled, you know, that particular disease, but nobody's battled it the way that we've battled it, and so there's a loneliness in it, and it's amazing how you, when you remind people they're not alone, like, it disarms that completely, um, and I don't mean, like, remind people, you know, has anyone ever been in a circumstance where you're, like, trying to tell somebody about your hard situation, and they say, oh, yes, like, I totally get it. I remember the time that blah, blah, blah. And you're, like, sitting there thinking, well, that's good, but you're kind of, like, that. I don't feel helped by that. In fact, I feel a little bit annoyed. Has anyone felt like that? I have. I've been, like, but we're talking about me, man, and you're just talking about yourself, like, and this is not helping. Like, how do we get onto your problems when, like, we're trying to, like, you said you are going to make time. You know, it's amazing, like, in... And so I go, like, the same way that I think, like, I love the, the whole thing of, like, the church rallying around everyone. But it's amazing how, like, you know, one of the messages that I sing over and over and over again is, like, reminding people they are not alone. Because it has a way of disarming and it has a way of um, just pushing back fear. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is in Hebrews and it says, because, because God has said he will never leave us or forsake us, we can say with confidence, I won't be afraid. And... um. And so, like, singing things over people that remind them they're not alone. Not for a moment will you forsake me. You know, I, I talked about a little bit yesterday in um, the, song, the song session about, like, how that song was written. And it was, like, really, like, just like this, I mean, it, well, I kind of ripped off Jason Ingram's song. But it's because I, I actually believe in, in the power of, like, saying the same thing over people again. Reminding them, you're not alone, you're not alone. Um, to be honest, it's a song that I kind of rewrite again every few years, you know. Not for a moment will you forsake me. I am not alone, I am not alone. You will go before me. 
you know, it's something that people need to hear constantly. It's why, like, you can never get enough of saying, hey, he is with you, he is for you, he has got you. You know, no matter what may come, I know you won't let go, you won't let go. It's, it's amazing how people, like, it's like one of the things that will, that will give people courage for the next steps ahead, yeah? So if you want to change the sound, get alongside people and remind them that, that they're not alone. And songwriters, if you're looking for themes for songs, I'm about to give you heaps. Um, but even like, you know, like thinking about like what you need to be singing over your people like during a service. Like people come in and they need to hear you're not alone. People come in and they need to hear like before anything else, let's seek God, you know. Um, the third point is um, ooh, teach people the power of confession instead of feelings. Um, it's real easy, um, and I think there's this wave in church of, like, really leaning into how I feel. Um, but Christian Christianity doesn't have a whole lot to do with how you feel. Um, you know, I've never, like, America is very big about, like, it's my right. And I think it's awesome that it's such a confident country and such a country that's built on, like, fairness and justice and all that sort of stuff. And I love that it's a country that's, like, founded on actually having some godly principles, because Australia, let me tell you, it's not like that. Um, but I do think there is something like in us that wants to dig our heels in and say, well, it's my right. It's my right to stay offended. It's my right because that person did the wrong thing by me. It's my right. Like I've served on the choir for this long and I've been faithful and they didn't give me an opportunity and it's my right. And maybe we wouldn't frame it like that with our words, but it's amazing how we frame it like that with our hearts. And you want to know if you framed it like that? If you have, like, disappointment in your heart, it means that your expectation was that it was going to work out differently. Um, and I think it's good to have hope, but it's amazing how we say, like, you know, it's my right. Like, in our hearts, we say, well, it's my right. And they go, yeah, but, like, the, the funny thing about Christianity is, like, you became a servant of Christ. So you don't have rights. You gave up your rights. Um, and so Christianity doesn't really have anything to do with feelings. Like, but the amazing thing is that we serve a God who says, cast your cares on me because I care about you. But God will overlook a thousand feelings and he will find faith and he will move. And like that's the whole thing of like that we need to be getting people to do. That instead of leaning into their feelings and saying, and like getting down in the valley with them and saying like, oh yes, let's talk about how you feel about the valley. We need to say like, you know, give them a bit of space for it, but like, I'm so grateful for the people that got alongside me and, and got down in the valley and said, I understand, but do not camp here. Get up and keep walking because on the other side, there is something good and this does not change who God is. I, I'm so grateful for like songs that, that when I was in a dark place said, you are light, you are light when the darkness closes in. I'm so grateful for songs that said like never once did I ever walk alone when I felt so alone. Um, we need to give people songs that are like teaching them truth and not just singing their feelings. I don't want to come to church and I don't want to be in a part of like a community that is teaching me to confess rubbish over myself and teaching me to confess things that like, yes, it is important to share how you feel but it is so much more important to go like high above my feelings I place like the truth of God and I confess that and I put that into the atmosphere as opposed to like just other random stuff our words have so much power and our words shape your world 100% um so instead of teaching people to sing like I'm broken and I'm like you know there's there's a song that says I mean I don't even know it just says something about like I'm broken inside like like, give me faith, and I think, man, like, you need to read your Bible, because, like, 
Because the Bible says that God has already given us faith, you know, like, and I think you can stir that faith up. I'm broken inside. Well, maybe you feel broken, but the truth of the matter is that in Christ you are a new creation and that he has made you whole, that all your iniquities were, were on him at the cross. So to go back and start singing things like that aren't true, I think is like, it's such a shame, you know. I love, I love seeing someone in church who is in a season of brokenness saying like, I will stand on Christ and he is who I, he is, I am who he says I am. Gosh, that's a confusing sentence. I love people that come in church and go, you know, I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am when they haven't been loved their whole life. And they're changing their confession, which means, you know what, they're changing the world. We need songs that are going to help change people's worlds. You know, I love people that come in church and say, I am healed when they're like in, in the midst of like, a, like a, a sickness or in the midst of facing something like really hard to say, I am healed. It's not lying and it's not like like ignoring ignoring the reality that is the reality it's singing over the reality and it's saying like this is this is truer than that true circumstance and I go like what how different are we to the rest of the world if we're just going to sing our realities I don't want to sing my reality I want to sing like a higher reality I don't want to sing something that is anchored in eternity yeah I want to sing sing words like you know I remember um a couple of last year um being with a guy called Lincoln Brewster and um, we were just talking about his album and he had all these ideas and um, we started talking about his church and like, you know, he'll always want some songs that he can like bring to church and some songs that he can have on radio and um, I love, the thing I love about him is he always wants to put truth in the song and we got to this, you know, this place where he's like, you know, we had like a bunch of songs and he goes, you know, it'd be great to just have one song that is just a, a great declaration and I said, well, do you want to write a song that's just Bible? Like, we can, like, frame it in the right way, but, like, let's just write a song that, like, it doesn't matter what circumstance people is, are facing, like, the, that one truth will trump the circumstance. And he was like, yeah, great. And so we start to write this song, and, it's a, and you know, I think so much often we're chasing cool. Have, has, it, has anyone noticed how long songs are getting? Like, and there's, like, lots and lots of sections. Um, I'm a really good lyricist and I love writing lyrics and so like to be honest like the test for me of the, the faith faith step for me is actually writing a song that doesn't have heaps of lyrics and so we start writing this song that just says you know where two or more are gathered in your name in his name he is there you know there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in his name like that's so simple except that when you're facing something hard to come in and say, there is power in the name of Jesus. Like it just trumps it and it, be, and it begins to speak a new truth over the thing that feels true. Yeah? I mean, you think that stuff isn't changing anything? I'm telling you, like singing something. We don't, I can't always say it. You know, sometimes like I'll be in a hard season and it's hard for me to say it. It's hard for me to say like God is greater when it, he doesn't feel greater or when I'm overwhelmed. You know, when, when I'm super overwhelmed, it's hard for me to say, God, I'll look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Because I'm like, well, I am overwhelmed, you know. But it's amazing how sometimes when you put a melody to it, people can't always say it. But if you help them sing it, it's easier for them. And if you can help them sing it, it will become the confession of their life. If it can become the confession of the life, it will change their world. Um, so, oh, dear gosh. So teach them the power of confession over feelings. Um, um, one of the other um, things I love about like even like anchoring people in truth is just always like I take people back to the cross 
Because if you take them back to the cross, they'll find that it's empty and that it's finished. You know, like, and they'll find as well like a saviour who will come and meet them there and say like, you've been betrayed, I totally understand. You've been like, like hurt, I totally understand. You've been unjustly treated, I totally understand. You know, they'll find someone who actually wants to be, who actually can get with them so personally and meet them completely where they're at. Um, but remind them of the finished work of the cross. Because it's very easy like to like start to like be conformed to the pattern of the world. When in actual fact, we're called to a different standard of living and we're called to like anchor ourselves there and not here. Um, I love like going back, you know, especially when like, you know, if, if things are like, if I'm stretched thin like financially to go back to the cross and say, actually, you know, because of the promise I have in Christ, I'm an heir to everything that is in Christ. I've been made like I'm the, I'm the daughter of a king. I nearly said son, which would have been so awkward. Um, but I'm like the daughter of a king, therefore I'm an heir to every, every promise. You know, that like every promise in Christ for me is, is yes and amen. That like my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That my God says he'll provide all his needs for me um, according to his riches in glory. You know, that when I'm facing an illness, like a spider bite, I can go on antibiotics, but I can also pray over it, you know. And they're actually like, no, demon spider, you will not take me out because, you know, right. But, like, point people, if in doubt, point people to the cross. You know, because, number one, it's amazing to go back there and, and for them to meet a saviour who, like, will completely meet them where they're at um, and, who, and who has shoulders that are big enough. But also um, to lead people to the finished work of Christ because sometimes as Christians we come, as, we come cowering instead of walking boldly. And I go, if anyone who is in Christ is a new creation, you know, um, Years and years ago, I was writing this song with Matt Meyer, and the song is called Christ is Risen. And um, <laughs> some of you know it as an Easter song. It is not an Easter song because the cross is relevant year-round. Um, but it's, um, you know, this song Christ is Risen, Matt starts to show me this song. And I love songs that remind us about what God has done and who he is. But I also love songs that, like, remind the enemy of where I stand. You know, so we got to this bridge part where it says, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? You know, oh, church, send the light. Our God is not dead. He's alive. He's alive. And, I mean, anyone who's sung that song, I mean, you can be like, oh, yeah. But it gets to that part in the song and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, look, I want to write songs that people, that, 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 that take people to the cross and make people go, hang on a second. Like, um, and I remember when I wrote it with Matt Maher, and maybe some of you are going to be like, oh, my gosh, that's so the wrong motivation. But I wrote this, when I wrote this song with Matt Maher, I, we got to the bridge, and I said, you know what I want it to feel like in that bridge? I want it to feel like flipping the enemy off when we get to that bridge and saying, sucked in, you lost, you are defeated. And I go, I love that. You know why? Because he is defeated, and sometimes we don't treat him. We treat him like he has way more power than he has. He is done for. So let's just like talk about him and like remind him that he's done for like let's talk about like like Jesus and like how much victory we have in him um let's not like go back to like our life before Christ lead people to the finished work of Christ um because we've only got 24 more minutes I'm just going to give you two more points and then we're going to do something is that cool um so um Lift people's eyes. The next point is just lift people's eyes to wonder. It's real easy 
to get familiar. And like familiarity breeds contempt. Um, And it's really easy to just like lose the wonder, especially like the older we get. I hate saying that because I, I like to think that I'm really young. But I've noticed, like, the older I get, like, the more, um, like, I went to Disneyland, um, no, Disney World, sorry, the Florida one. I went to Disney World um, three weeks ago, and I've never been to Disney World because I'm from Australia, so the, the, the most biggest park I'd ever been to was, like, the park down the road with two swings and a slide. And um, so we go to Disney World, and, like, when I left, I felt, like, a little bit disappointed in myself. Because everybody was saying how magical it was. And I thought, oh, no, it's like a lot of sweaty people. And it's, like, kind of gross. Like, and, like, you're not really, you're not really Elsa. You're just some girl dressed up in a costume with white hair. Like, oh. And I remember, like, walking around the park thinking, this is real hot. And, like, gosh, you've got to walk so far. And I'm not going to line up in that line for hours. Like, and then I see this little kid. And she runs up to, like, um, Merida out of um, Brave. She runs up to Merida and she's like, gives Merida the biggest hug. And like Merida's talking to her and showing her her bow. And the little kid's like, and I felt like such a fraud. I thought I'm in the happiest place, happiest place on earth. And I've totally, totally missed it. And I thought, man, like what a tragedy. Like what a tragedy that like I just like have been become so familiar with like, you know, like big and like awesome and and like well Disney like that I was just like completely missed the wonder can I say like you know it's easy to become like that in church like it's easy to become to come and be like oh this person's worship leading again seriously like have they not worked out she can't sing like she's always under like you know it's it's easy to come and be like oh really we're doing God's great dance floor again uh like I don't want to jump like I I went to pure bar today I don't need to do a workout I'm good like it's really easy to lose the wonder it's really easy to like to to end up at like big amazing things and like and totally miss it you know one of my favorite stories is um is a story that kind of happened just after this song I wrote about wonder and it was just that um sorry the story happened before the I wrote this song about wonder, but that would have been a great story too. Um, so I, I'm at like Hillsong College and I remember like, you know, standing in chapel and we would go to chapel every day at Hillsong College. So you have five, four days where you were like doing worship in the morning and then hearing a message. And if you're doing that every day, it's pretty easy to lose the wonder. Um, and I remember like I was in years, my second year of college. So like, you know, I was super cool, like super had it figured out. Um, 18 years old, dominating life. Um, ask me anything. I've got it all figured out. Um, and I remember, like, coming to worship one morning and, like, and standing there and, like, literally, like, I was like, oh, I hate that worship leader. Like, he can't sing. And, like, literally, he's up there singing his heart out. And I was like, he always picks the worst songs. Does everything have to be in 6-8? Because I really don't like 6-8 songs, which I disproved this morning by doing a 6-8 song. Um, so... I'm like, oh, this is, like, he always leads worship so, like, and, like, he's just not good. And, like, I remember, like, talking to my friend this morning, um, that morning, and I, and it's funny how you will always find someone who will agree with you. So, like, if you are, if you are negative, you will always attract negative people who will agree with you. And I remember saying to her, oh, my gosh, like, 
how crap is the worship? And she was like, oh, I know. Like, I hate it when this guy leads worship. So we're just standing there kind of like laughing, la, la, la. And then, like, I look over and the person beside me is bawling. Like, I mean, like, he's encountering God. And I was like, yeah, but God, the worship's crap. And he goes, yeah, but it says a whole lot more about you than it does about what's happening on that stage. And I was like, and I like, I, it, it, it wrecked me because I thought, wow, like just that whole thing of like, you know, even Jacob, like, wow, the, like the presence of God was here the whole time and I didn't even know it. You know, don't lose the wonder. Um, go back to that childlikeness. Say, God, like make me like a child. Make me like a child. Make me like a child. Give me new eyes to see. Open the eyes of my heart. You know, and I, rem- I remember um, a couple of weeks after that, just like going out, walking one night which I don't recommend if you were 18 and a female. Don't go walking at like 2 o'clock in the morning at night by yourself. That's not a good idea. Um, but I go out walking at night and I, and I look up and I, and I start like, and like the sky is just, I mean like it is diamonds against like, like a black like that. And I was like, wow. And, and I remember looking up and just feeling like the Holy Spirit say, wouldn't it be amazing if you, if, if, if I'd just done this just for you, just so that you wouldn't miss the wonder. And I was like, oh, did you, ri-? like I started thinking of these, just, just, just these lines, did you rise the sun for me or paint a million stars so that I'd know your majesty? Is your voice upon the wind? Is everything I know marked with my maker's fingerprints? You know, just that whole idea of like, man, are you speaking the whole time and are you trying to like capture me all day, every day and I'm just missing it because I just don't have eyes to see? Um, it's amazing if you lead people to wonder, you won't have to try and like pump them to be like hyped up about something. You know, it's only hype if it's not real. You know, I, I, it's, it's, there's something really gross about hypey churches and there's something really gross about hypey meetings. But there's something really beautiful about people who are like lost in the wonder and people who are like, like wow, this is still amazing to me. Wow, amazing grace is still amazing. You know, there's something really beautiful about people who are like, I, I can't believe that you would love me. Like, how can it be? That's amazing. Yeah? Return people to wonder. Because if you get them to wonder, then I go, you won't have to, like, try and make them fall in love with a, with a saviour. They just will because they'll, like, you, you can't help it. Yeah? Um, then the last kind of two things is just um, tell people who they are. Like, you know, worship and, like, Particularly worship, one of the first, the first um, stages of worship is, like, is getting people to be secure in their identity and to know who they are in Christ. And so one of the things that we're called to do in like the song that we bring and the sound that we bring is to, like, is to like re-educate people on their identity and make them secure in their identity in Christ. Um, and so there was this song that we wrote like last year, really simple song. You know, I said, like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, what's the freshest, newest title? What's the freshest, newest idea? And this was completely not a fresh idea, but it was a revelation idea. And the idea was just that he knows my name. Um, And I remember um, when I was 17, moving to Hillsong Church, and I'm from a town of 3,000 people, and, like, being in this massive auditorium, never been in a church that big, never really been in a building that big, and sitting up the very back and, and, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I'm, in, I'm a part of this now, but also feeling very small. Um, and I'm sitting up the back, and I remember Darlene comes out and leads the worship, and she starts singing, you know, Worthy is the Lamb. 
starts singing this like amazing, and I'm like, whoa, like this is amazing. And like all the people are worshiping, like not like my church back home, like we're like, there was one lady what danced up the back and like then there was another lady that didn't sing any of the songs but she whistled all the tunes. She was just like, because <laughs> I was from a really podunk town. But everybody was singing, like everybody was singing and everybody was leaning into the worship and it was like the first time I'd kind of been in that environment. And um, there was like maybe like probably, probably 5,000 people there and I was like just the, this one little 17-year-old up the back and I remember Darlene finishes singing like they're just having a moment and they're just standing there and she just says to this person, you know, calls them out of the congregation and says, hey, Re- Rebecca, why don't you come up here and pray over the congregation? And this girl stands up, this unknown girl kind of stands up and comes over and grabs the mic and prays over everyone. And I'm, and like Darlene puts a hand on her shoulder while she prays. And I think, I'm sitting there thinking, imagine Darlene knew my name. And the Holy Spirit leans over to me and he goes, I know your name. And I think there's something so powerful about that, especially in an age and a day where everybody wants to be seen and everybody wants to be known and everybody wants to be heard. To say like, to go to people and sing over them, you are heard, you are seen, you are smart, you are kind, you are important. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Is to like to like remind people of their identity, like to, to stop striving for something that they already have. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, I'm I'm gonna get Caleb to come up if you can. Um, and if you want to just start playing some stuff. That would be awesome. Can you guys hear that? Here we go. Now everyone can hear it. Um, so, you know, the one thing that I've found is that it's, it's actually, for me, not been like in the moments like... I can tell you, like, on one hand, how many sermons I can remember in my whole life. But I've got, like, pages and pages and pages of moments that I've had with God that have been the game changer for me. And, and I'm a, such a believer in, like, in conferences. I'm such a believer in, like, sitting under amazing teaching. I'm such a believer in taking time out to, like, come together with people that are, like, walking in, this, in similar lanes to you and, like, just being sharpened. But I also am a big believer of like partnering with what the Holy Spirit is already doing. Um, And I'm a big believer of letting Him have the final word. Um, Because what He says, it goes like way deeper than just like here. Um, And that kind of is just like the last song title that I have is just, um, you know, we sung it this morning and we sung it last night. And it's called Spirit of the Living God. And I remember... um, being at this retreat with Vertical Church guys and um, Jacob Suter and I, Meredith's husband, we write a lot together because we just kind of get along well together and, you know, sometimes we'll write with Meredith and sometimes, like, we just end up, you know, they, they kind of put us in groups and and so for the last two retreats we've been to, we would got kind of put in a group and we'd written this song the year before called Worthy Worthy that everybody was, like, frothing over. Everyone was like, this is the, you know, their church was like, this is the best song and it's amazing and it had, like, so many lyrics. It was super profound. And and I remember Jacob coming into the room and we were writing, we wrote Worthy Worthy in, like, a laundry room and then, like, we wrote Spirit of the Living God in this kitchen, you know. There was no room for anything. I sat on a bucket and he sat on, like, a milk crate. And, um, 
And he just said, like, he came in and he, and he was a bit anxious. And he said, like, I just feel so much pressure. Like, everybody expects us to write another worthy, worthy. And I don't have that in me. And I said, neither do I. Let's not try and do that. Like, let's just see what, this, what the Spirit of God wants to do. Like, and so he goes, okay. And, like, kind of just stops and then starts playing. And then, I, and then I just start singing my prayer and saying, you know, Spirit of the living God, like, we only want to hear your voice. Like, like we're hanging on every word. You know, Spirit of the living God, like, come and meet with us. Like, we want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. Like, because when you speak and when you move and when you do what only you can do, like, it changes us. It changes, like, like the thing that we see, which is, like, in that moment was like being overwhelmed with this pressure of like, oh, we have to write like a hit song and like, you know, changes what we seek instead of seeking like, oh, let's try and like write the next best song. We were just seeking like, hey, like let's just like spend some time with God. Like if we do that and God ministers to us, then we win. Like, and, um, and so I kind of just want to like do that today. You know, there's something really powerful about you singing your prayers to God and like you can do what you want to do and what you can like use your giftings to like pursue what's in your heart or like I said at the start you can partner with what the Holy Spirit is already doing and I promise you when you do that there is like you're like ahead of the game because I said yesterday the Holy Spirit speaks the language of the future he's already in tomorrow so he knows what needs to be said tomorrow you know for some of you like you've come and you're still waiting to hear that one little thing like you're like yeah it's been a good conference like I haven't had that like moment moment yet but like but, you know, maybe it, wasn't, maybe it wasn't in the cards this year. Can I tell you that, like, it's always in the cards. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit always wants to speak to you. So we're going to stand up and we're going to sing. And I've even, like, I've, like, you know, when I was, like, you know, just talking to, like, God about, like, what do they need to hear? Like, there's some things that, like, the Holy Spirit's going to do in the next nine minutes that's going to be, like, the game changer, you know? More than anything else, like, let's let him, his voice be the loudest voice. And instead of, like, trying to say what we want to say, let's let's say what he's wanting to say, yeah? So we're going to stand up and we're just going to, like, just spend some time. Is that cool?
yeah, but God, I was brave and I got hurt and I was brave and it wasn't fair. And, and I feel like God's word to you today is like, yep, but I'm going to keep making you brave. I'm going to keep making you brave. I'm going to keep making you brave. I'm going to keep making you brave until fear is not in the equation. And some of the things that held pain are not going to hold pain anymore. Um, if that's you, like, and you feel like, yeah, I've been brave so many times. And to be honest, like, oh, I can't do it again. Like, if that's you and you just need, like, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you need His courage to take heart again. Can you just lift your hands? that's grown weary being brave, God. I speak courage. I speak the fearlessness of the Holy Spirit. I speak the fearlessness that comes with love, God, with knowing that they are truly loved, God. God, I thank you, Lord, that you don't disappoint, God, and that you are not holding out. And I just even, I even speak that promise that every place that their foot touches, you will give them, but that they they need to be strong and courageous once more, God. And I just, I pray that they would put on that, God. They would dress themselves in that, Lord, the the strength and the courage that, that you have. Jesus, right now. And I just, um, I felt the Holy Spirit say that there's, um, there's some people in here who, um, in particular, there's, I don't know if it's one or two, but who have lived with a really big injustice and you're kind of still waiting for it to be set right. And um, it wasn't fair. And you got hurt even though you didn't do anything wrong. And even though you believed and you tried. And even though you, you put your heart on the line, there was... There was a big injustice and it still hasn't been brought to light and it still hasn't been set right. But I felt the Holy Spirit just say, you know, everything that you forgive, I will vindicate and everything that you forgive, I will set right. 
And you know, all forgiving is doing it is, is just surrendering it to God and saying, you know what? This is not going to have a hold on me anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in hands that like know what to do with it. So right now, in Jesus' name, God, I speak over every injustice, God, over every unfair thing, God. And I just thank you, Lord, that your promises, God, that you always, always set things right. And right now, if that's you, I just want you to even picture the person in your heart say, you know, I forgive them. And if you can't say it, then sing it. Just say, God, I let that go. And I put it in, in hands that know what to do with it. Hands that have, that have known every injustice possible. And I let that go. And you said all things right. You said all things right. You write it perfect, and it's gonna be worth it. You said all things right. You said all things right. You're writing it perfect, and it's gonna be worth it all. You said all things right. You said.
know, the last group of people are just people that still feel they're in the in-between and they've been in that place for a little bit too long. You're not at the beginning of the mountain and you're not at the top yet. You just feel like you've been like climbing the same space for a long time. You feel like you're almost in like a limbo, like that place where it's not the now and it's not the has been, it's the not yet. And um, I feel like, I feel like God would like put his arm around you today and say like, hey, don't be discouraged. I'm not done yet. And, um, and for some of you, the very chapter that you're in, I feel like God is saying, oh, but wait, like don't, don't lose heart yet because I'm about to turn the page. And on the very next page is that very thing you've been believing for. And for some of you, it's been like believing that this year would look different and it hasn't looked different. And for some of you, it's been believing for the last 10 years that things would look different and it hasn't looked different. And I just feel like the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying, oh, but, but, but wait, because the next page is coming. All it takes is me to just turn it. It's not a chapter away. It's not another another whole book away. It's, it's a page away. And I feel like him saying today, just wait. Just wait. The year is not over yet. And if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand because I'm going to pray for you. God, I thank you that you are so not done. I thank you, Lord God, that you... You always have a way of surprising us with joy, God. You always have a way of overwhelming us with kindness, God. And I just speak the exceeding abundance of your goodness over every person, God, that it would be more than they could ask or imagine. God, I pray you would even make their imaginations far, far greater, God, that they would expect even more, that you would renew that expectation, God. Lord, that instead of eyes that are filtered through like disappointment or um, weariness, God, that Lord, that that filter would just fall away like scales right now, God, and that they would once again just return to the wonder of being able to trust you like a good, good father who does what he says he will do, God. And I thank you, God, that this year is not over yet, God, that we are, we are yet to hear some really amazing testimonies, God. We are yet to hear about some breakthroughs. And I, right now, I release breakthrough in the room, God. I release breakthrough, God. I release miracles in the room, God. I release divine alignments in the room, God. For those people that have been waiting for things to be orchestrated on their behalf, I release it in the room right now, Jesus. thank you, God, that you can do more in three months than like we could do in 30 years, God. I thank you, Lord, that the banner of this year is going to be God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Whether it has felt like the banner so far has been, God is silent. God, I just cancel that banner out, God. And I just thank you, Lord. We just, I replace it with the banner of God is faithful. And I seal everything that you're doing in this conference. God, I seal everything that you're doing in hearts, God. And I even pray a a hedge of protection around every person, God. I, I rebuke every lie of the enemy that would come and say, well, it was just for that moment. Thank you, Lord, that like when you speak in a moment, it has repercussions for eternity, God. And so I seal that over every person, God. The Lord, that it will be locked into every heart, God. 
I thank you, Lord God, that, that we're going to hear about these stories, God, and that, that the breakthroughs in this room, the miracles in this room, the divine alignments, God, they're all going to be credited to you so that it can't, there's no way it could be credited to us. And Lord, that they're going to be hope for other people's stories, God. Thank you that it's not just about us, God, but Lord, that Lord, what's happening here is actually about hope for other people, God. It's about breakthrough for other people. I even just speak healing right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing over anxiety. I rebuke anxiety in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you that there's no fear in love, God. And I push back anxiety that has crippled people for years, God. I speak healing over diseases that have been carried for so long that they've just become part of life. I speak healing and I cover it in the blood of Jesus. And I speak healing over new diagnoses, God. I thank you, Lord, that the diagnosis may be real, but the power of the cross is far realer, God. And so I just speak the healing power of Jesus Christ in the room right now, God. And I bless your people, God. I bless them. I bless them. I bless them, God. Miracles in finance, God. Miracles in health. Miracles in family. Miracles in churches, God. God, that every song that comes out of this place, whether written and published, God, or whether the song of the heart, God, that every song would be saying, God is good. He is a good, good Father. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. You guys can go to your next thing. I love that, like you can go to your next thing, you can like full on encounter God and then go to your next thing. And I love that. You know, we carry it with us. And I'm like believing, please like, I want to hear about this stuff. So like, please like at me, it feels me if like w- once you get your story like finished. I'm like, because there's some things I want to hear about. I don't want to be like, hey, we prayed for miracles and I didn't hear about it. Like, because I'm like excited about it because three months is plenty of time for God to do stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, thanks guys.